I think as young adults, we just get really tense by the thought of finances or like the idea of money or budgeting. It just, it causes us to like tense up and it makes us so stressed. And I was just doing some research on this and I found some stats. Um, one said that 57% of millennials are stressed about their finances with 48% saying that financial matters is the top cause of their stress. And yeah, I just think of as young adults, finances are hard. We're in a tough place where we have a lot of them. There's a lot of things that we can be spending our money on or maybe need to spend our money on. There's school, there's cars, there's houses, there's just hanging out with friends, um, you know, going out, buying clothes, all these things that we're kind of, we're setting up our lives, yet we don't really make a ton of money, um, which I think just causes a lot of the stress. But what if we were actually um, becoming a generation that we were setting ourselves up for success when it came to our money? Because I think that's what God wants for our lives. I think He has given us these resources, He's given us these jobs, He's given us these dreams, um, and He's given us the responsibility to take care of it. Uh, but so often we don't. Um, so often I think that we just, we get caught up in whatever we're doing right now or however we're living. Um, when I was doing some research, there's this thing, they call it just FOMO debt. Um, and the stat was that 50% of young adults in Canada have gone into debt just so that they can keep up with their friends. So that's buying clothes or um, going out to eat or traveling. Um, we just, we feel like we have to live up to this standard and so we spend more money. Uh, we get into credit card debt. The average Canadian is um, $2,600 in credit card debt um, and they're $20,000 in consumer debt, not including mortgages. So like we are a generation that has a lot of debt, but how do we get out of that? How do we set ourselves up for success? How do we um, foster this this um, this life of generosity and using our money for what God is calling us to. And so to like discuss some of these thoughts, I figured that we could go to a professional who maybe actually has some experience and expertise in this area. Well, hey, Brendan, thank you so much for joining us on the Ascent Conversations. Uh, today, we're gonna be talking about money, which is just everyone's Yay. favorite topic. Yeah. It's like money and sex. Those are the two things people love talking about, Love right? talking about. Yeah, our love favorite, talking our about favorite the, topic. The real vulnerable things. Yes. People like getting straight to those. <laughs> but do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. So I'm Brendan Peters. Uh, I am an independent insurance and investment broker here in Winnipeg. I'm also a money coach. So what I do is I help people with like the three priorities when it comes to organizing or setting up healthy finances, which is protecting yourself with insurances, organizing your money well, and then preparing for the future. So those are like awesome. the three things that I, yeah, that I do. And how did you get into that? Cause you used to work at Riverwood in yep. our community ministries. Yeah. And then how did you transfer from working with a nonprofit to working with finances and being a money coach? Oh, that is a long story, but I'll try to keep it short. So uh, first of all, I grew up in a household where um, we dealt with sickness and we dealt with death. And so, and we didn't quite have the insurances that we should have had. Mm. Um, and so it ended up putting us in a real financial difficulty, um, which was really hard to get through. And, um, and so I just saw the impact of not being financially prepared right from when I was young. Mm. Uh, and then when I was 21, I, I got a job. Uh, I, 
I came back from doing ministry overseas and I got a job and I was making like 35 grand a year and I was going into debt and I was working alongside a guy who was in his 30s with kids, had a house, was going on vacation, had no debt. And, um, and I realized, oh, like organizing your money is, a, is an issue and it's mm -hmm. something that people need to be able to do well or else they end up like me, 21, single with like no expenses going into debt. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I also saw when I was working through ministry, um, working at Riverwood, I worked at Salon Mission too, uh, I saw people who left their jobs because they felt like it wasn't enough to provide for their families. Mm. Um, and having seen and worked with this guy who was doing it well and still being able to do ministry, making similar money to what I was making, um, made me realize that if I can help people actually organize and figure out their, their money stuff, uh, then maybe they can continue to do the things that they love and not mm. leave those the things that they're passionate about, wow. leave the work that they're passionate about because they have to get a job that pays better to provide mm. for their family. Right. So it's kind of all three of those things came together. Wow. And, uh, and a few years back, I was moving back from BC, coming back to Winnipeg, and I said, I want to do this. So... I got into it. Wow, that's yeah. so and did you do like schooling or training for yeah, it or yeah. just kind of self-taught? No, you have to get licensed. Okay. So I went to school Good. for it. I spent uh, 40 hours a week for a whole bunch of months um, studying and getting my license so I could help people with it. So, so you are a pro. I am. I, I, I try to be. <laughs> uh, and uh, my father's also in the industry, so he's a great okay. mentor. So Good. I've got, yeah, I've got a lot of experience to work from, so. That's awesome. Like yeah. you know what as young adults we're going through with like the struggle of money and debt and like the tension there. But then you've also like you've come to the other side in a place where like you're able to help other people now. So I'm fully confident you'll be able to help us today. I'll try. I'll try my best. <laughs> I'm not I'm not there yet, but we're we're working. It's a journey, it. right? Yeah, it's, so. exactly. Money is always a journey. Yeah. You just keep getting better at yeah. it. Yeah. What would you say is one of the biggest challenges for young adults when it comes to finances? Oh, I could probably sum it up into three. Okay. Um and me being 21, um, back to when I was not very good with money, I think my, my situation is, an, is a prime example. I came home, I started making money, and I had no idea what to do with it. Mm -hmm. I had no education. Um, I had no understanding of how to organize money. And I think that's kind of the first problem is that we don't really get taught how to organize our money well. Mm -hmm. um, I think one thing that if we grow up in the church, one thing we get taught is we should tithe, but we don't really get taught how to organize the rest of it. Right. Um, and it's not taught in schools and it should be taught at home, but often it isn't because I think a lot of people feel kind of insecure about how they're handling their money. Yeah. So the first is just good education, open conversation. Mm -hmm. It's not really there. And so you start making money as a young adult and you're like, what do I do with this? How do I, how do I do this wisely? Right. Um, which, um, often leads to falling into the debt cycle mm. um, and that is one of the biggest challenges and that comes largely in part to also um, our just consumer culture right. so I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd kind of sum it up into those three so I'm 21 making money I can go out and buy things and I'm getting sold uh, via media and everything else mm -hmm. I'm getting sold ads on buying clothes and eating out and being with friends and I'm soaking it in yeah. and I'm living it's my freedom life for the first time and it feels like freedom for the yeah. first time yeah. but what it causes is the debt cycle because right. people end up overspending right and and then you end up in debt 
and debt is really hard to get out of. And so it kind of just builds on one another. And all three of those things combined usually um, become a major challenge mm-hmm. to all of a sudden set yourself right or get yourself in a good financial right. position. Yeah. So is debt always a bad thing? So like as young adults, we're just starting off on life. Like, yeah. you know, we might have a job, but we're also going to school and we might be, you know, paying rent, moving out of our parents' house. We need to buy a car. And there's all these like large expenses to kind of begin our lives, people would say. Yeah. So is going into debt for those things, is that a bad thing? Or what, what would you say to that? Generally speaking, I think that it is best to avoid debt. Okay. Um, there are always debts that are okay. There are debts that are understandable. So housing debt, it brings an asset. I understand going to school as well because that's going to bring a job where you will earn more. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is, is that most people end up um, in what's called consumer debt or credit card debt, where it's things that actually don't increase your value. It's just mm-hmm. stuff that you have to pay off or decreases in value. Okay. Um, so things like a car, it never increases in value. It is only ends up being a cost to you. Mm-hmm. Um, using your credit card to buy clothes or go out for food or just natural overspending, all that debt, that's just stuff that you have to pay pay back that doesn't bring any extra value Hmm, or an an asset to you, I guess would be another word to say it. And so in general, it's the consumer and the credit card debt that are the real problems. Mm -hmm. The rest, um, it's, it it really depends on your situation, but yeah, I'd really try to avoid the consumer and the credit card debt. How do you avoid that when we do live in a consumer culture where it's like you see an ad on Instagram or on Facebook or pretty much any website you go on, there's an ad and like, it's so tailored to you and what you search. And so it's like so easy to just go give into that. Right. Yeah. And to just like buy one thing after another, or just think that it's going to add so much to your life. How do you even change the mentality around that or like avoid it? Oh, so first thing, I'm just going to talk about the negative side effect of debt first. So, sure. cause maybe that Let's will, that'll help. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, we can talk about what you can do to, to avoid it. But, um, Ultimately, what happens when you get into debt? So let's say you get into debt. Let's, let's say you overspend a hundred bucks in one month. Mm-hmm. Um, you now have to, if you're naturally overspending a hundred bucks a month on whatever it is, clothing, eating out, um, you now have to, first of all, pay that hundred bucks back. Mm-hmm. Then you have to pay interest right. on it. And then you also have to stop overspending. So you have three extra problems the moment you get into debt. You have to mm-hmm. learn how to not spend more than you earn. You have to pay back what you have overspent, and then you have to pay interest. Mm-hmm. So it, there's, it's kind of um, everything is against you sort of when you get into debt and you right. start trying to pay it back, and you end up spending so much more money. Mm-hmm. Um, so just as an example, if you're like $10,000 in debt um, and you want to pay that off over 10 years and it's on a credit card, you're looking at like over $30,000 that you're going to end up having to pay back um, when when you take into consideration the interest that you're going to pay on it, plus paying it back, Mm. plus not overspending anymore. Um, And so it's a big deal and it's really hard. And that's why people, once they get into the debt cycle or start and try to get out of debt, it's like, why is this so hard? Why does this take forever? Mm -hmm. It makes people feel like they can't get ahead. It's because it you can't get ahead. It's so much harder to, right. it's so much harder to get out of debt than it is to just save for that And that's something purchase. you don't even like think of it. When you're on Amazon and you're like looking at the new things you want to buy or like whatever website 
I don't know, people are buying stuff from. Like, you don't think about, oh, in 10 years, this is going to become an issue or anything like that. Totally. And to be honest, like, so I, when I was 21, I got myself into a ton of debt and mm -hmm. I am still paying for it. I'm wow. 33. I've got my, I'm, I'm married. I've got kids. Uh, we organize our money well now, mm -hmm. but we are still paying for it. We're still working our way out of it because mm -hmm. of like pretty bad errors I made when I was younger. But it's right. so easy to do because you're just like, well, I can get this credit card and then I can get this credit card and I can get this credit card. Mm -hmm. And you can just keep getting credit cards. They're going to give it to you. Banks make money off of you spending right. on they credit cards. It. They yeah. love it. They want you to stay in debt forever. Um, so... Um, and then all of a sudden you're, you know, 25 or 26 and you've got thousands of dollars of debt and now mm -hmm. you have to figure out how to get out of it. Right. And yeah. it first starts with like how to avoid it. Well, figuring out how to not overspend. Right. Yeah. Okay. So here's a random question. Okay. What do you do when you have a lot of debt or maybe a person that you're dating has a lot of debt and you want to get married? Does that debt become one? That's something I've always thought about, but I've never, I mean, I'm not dating anyone, so it's not really like uh, something I'm thinking too much about, but I'm yeah. like, the debt I have, does that become someone else's responsibility? And does the debt they have, will that one day become my responsibility? Well, I mean, not technically, but when you get married, you're, you're merging kind of your, your lives. Right. And so like my problems that I had when I was, 21 with money spending is now become a family problem mm. because we have to figure out how to get out of this or we had to figure out how to get out of our debt right, right? Yeah. and so we're both working or I'm working uh, while my wife was taking care of the kids and here we are trying to organize our money and start getting ahead and looking to what we're going to do in the future um, kind of wanting to reach goals but we still have to take into consideration the fact that we have to pay off this debt and pay the interest on that debt and deal with that. And so right. it ultimately gets brought together. Yeah. And so it is something that whether you want it or not is a part of your plate as a partner mm -hmm. if if the other person right. has, has a whole bunch of Do you debt. have any advice on how to do that well? Like if you are entering a relationship or getting married and that person has a lot of debt, is there a, a right way and a wrong way to handle that? Maybe that's a bit uh, too that's big a, for that's a now. No, no, that's a, that it's a really good question. Um, there's always a better way to handle it. <laughs> um, the best way, I mean, I would, I would certainly say that one thing that you'd really hope for, or at least try to get to a point before you even get married is to a position where um, that debt isn't going to become an increasing problem once you're married. Mm -hmm. uh, because once, if it's not an, if it's not a problem anymore um, in regards to you're not getting more and more debt, um, you're not borrowing more and more, um, at least then you can start figuring out how to work through it together. Mm -hmm. And then it just becomes efficient financial planning, mm, which right. is how, what's the most effective way that we can pay this off in a reasonable time so we can still live today right. um, well and and give today and, and save for today. So um, it's a big question for sure, but ultimately it's, you want that, that the, the debt issue to not be there when you get married because right. then it just becomes yeah, a bigger problem. Yeah. And money is never... Like it's never about the money, right? It's mm -hmm. about 
it's it, money is just a tool that helps us accomplish our goals, helps us mm -hmm. accomplish our values. Right. Um, and so money just brings about other problems. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. so um, resentment could come into the marriage if one person is overspending and the other is trying to get the, the budget intact or right. in a p position where you guys are going to get ahead and reach those goals and fulfill your God-given um, purposes or values or um, whatever you feel called to, right? Mm -hmm. And so if one person is hindering that, often that can cause resentment. Um, if there's disagreement in how to spend your money, like that's a communication issue. And mm -hmm. so money isn't necessarily the issue. It just shows other challenges that are in the relationship that you have to deal with. Right, yeah. Um, and so best thing to do is to talk about money ahead of time mm. is to actually discuss like what are how do we want to work with money how did we grow up learning about money because right. a lot of it is we're we follow our parents and we see how they do things and mm. some of it's good and some of it's bad and the other person has uh is probably their families did some things good and some things not so well as well mm. but you're coming in with different views of how to organize your money right, and so yeah. that's something that definitely needs to be talked out and how do we how do we do this well together yeah. what are our values as a couple going forward because then you can actually address and direct your money towards those things yeah. uh, which That's helps good. you organize it yeah. so um, it's just trying to get on the same page before you get started mm -hmm. right so you talked about how like money is causes resentment and all these things and scripture talks can. about how or it can, can. cause yes, can. It yeah. it's not just like a flat out thing yeah um scripture talks about how how tied our hearts are to money and how um and i have it here i think matthew 26 it talks about how um our heart is where our treasure is and so how do you protect our hearts in like this case when it comes to money how do we make sure that our hearts are in a healthy place while our money is also in a healthy place right so when it, that verse what is it matthew six twenty one or something yeah. like that um where your heart is there your treasure will also be right yeah um something yeah yeah paraphrase, paraphrase. yeah <laughs> um you know that i think that Again, it's not it's not about money. It's about it's always about your heart, right? Mm. You got to check check your heart because mm. money isn't the problem. Money is just the great revealer of what your heart actually values, mm, what wow. you actually value, yeah. right? Um, it, a whole bunch of people have said this, so I'm not. But it's like you don't have to tell me what you value. Show me your bank statements, and I can wow. tell you what you value. Yeah, the one thing I you can't it. fake is how you spend your money. Mm. Um, you can. Um, and, and what that reveals about kind of, no, I, don't, I, I don't always want to call it a heart issue because um, when I was, when, I mean, when I look back to when I was 21, my bank statement would suggest that I valued clothing and looking good and eating out mm -hmm. and being with friends and all those things that were personal gain and personal affirmation and making me feel, feel good. My heart and my head wanted something different I just didn't know how to get there and I didn't mm. and I was allowing the pressures of what's around me to help me or to aid me in going into debt and mm. poor spending right. um, so I just think yeah but I think money is is a great revealer of where our hearts are actually at mm. and so it's just check in your heart what is it that you actually value what is God calling you to um, what do you feel I mean, it's God's money after all, right? Yeah. And so do we view it as our own or do we view it as his? Are we mm. using it for our purposes or are we using it for his purposes? And, mm. and those things, um, just questioning yourself is yeah. like kind of the, the first place to start, I yeah. think, is like 
where, what is my actual treasure and what is my money showing about how my heart feels mm. towards those things? That is such a good challenge. Like I'm thinking right now, I'm going through like my bank statement of like, well, what have I been buying lately? Like how is that showing what I value? And is that actually aligning with like what my heart is? I'm like, there's definitely some things on there yeah. that aren't my heart yet they are on there. So how do we start to like even just shift that? Or how do we, here's another question, I guess. As young adults, as young people, a lot of us don't make a ton of money. We're yeah. in beginner jobs or maybe only working part-time well in school or not working at all well in school. Yeah. Um, how do that's we- That's a tricky spot. That's a tricky spot. It's a really tricky spot. How do spot. we foster these lives of generosity and of actually like aligning our finances with our heart and the heart of God while we're in this place of like, we don't make that much. It's hard to do when you don't have any money. Yeah. Right? <laughs> can't um, really give away, I guess, what you don't have. You can't give away what you don't have. Yeah. Um, my, my advice is just, like, figure out where your heart is, what your values are. And this is actually mm -hmm. how we start with anybody. It doesn't matter how much, how little you have. Mm -hmm. It's what are you doing with what you do have? That's the big question. Mm -hmm. And it always starts for me, when even when I'm working with clients or just talking to people about it, it's where are your values? What are your goals, your God-given goals that you're working towards? And then you check your spending. Does this align with it? Mm. And if it doesn't, how can I slowly start? Because um, I liken it to my running. <laughs> uh, I run with my kids a lot, and then I'm going slow, mm -hmm. and then I get and then I get to go run by myself, and I just take off because I'm excited, mm. and I think, oh well. When I'm running by myself, I can just give her and right. I can, and then I'm halfway through my run and I'm all of a sudden tired and I, and I, and I just kind of give up sometimes mm -hmm. because I haven't actually prepared well for, um, or I wasn't, I wasn't well prepared for, for that run because, mm -hmm. uh, I'm normally used to running slow with my kids. Right. right yeah. Um, and so you have to start small. Um, don't take big leaps. Like oh, I want to I wanna give 10% right away or I want to save 10% right mm -hmm. away. Um, if you haven't been saving or giving anything and that's, and that's your heart, but you haven't been doing it, then going from spending your entire paycheck or all the money that you have on yourself and, or your essential items that you need, like your rent and your groceries, mm -hmm. and, then, and then all of a sudden taking away 20% of that so that you're giving and you're saving, like you're going to, you're going to end up giving up. You're like, right. it's, You're gonna it's going to feel like hard. such a sacrifice. Yeah. And so just start small. So mm -hmm. if, if your money isn't aligning with your values, well, okay, I want to give more. Well, give one or 2%. Maybe it's five bucks, but you've yeah. at least started like, okay, every paycheck, it's just going to automatically come off. I'm going to give five bucks mm -hmm. or 10 bucks or whatever it is. Yeah. Start small. When you don't feel it anymore, increase it. Mm -hmm. uh, because it just takes time to change habits, right? Right, yeah. And so it's just a matter of aligning aligning your spending with your values slowly so that it can be done um, long-term. Hmm. Yeah. So if a young adult is listening right now and they're like, my finances are a mess, or like, I never learned how to like budget well or anything, like what is a good starting point? Like, are there resources out there? Like, where do you even begin with this? Yeah, so good starting point, don't spend more than you make. Hmm. Spend less than you Good earn. <laughs> spend less than you earn. That's your first step. If you're yeah. spending more than you earn, you're not going to be able to build a healthy, healthy hmm. finances. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. So spend less than you spend less than you make. Um, as far as resources, 
Um, there's all sorts of stuff online just on, on basic budgeting. And that's where you really do need to start. I think mm-hmm. lots of people, they, they make money and they like the idea of, well, I should just put money into an investment and let that grow. And, but really it's the, 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 the main responsibility that we have is to organize our money, mm-hmm. money well. It takes a little bit of discipline and that's yeah. why people don't like doing it. They right. like just taking a, okay, I got a group plan through work. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take that investment. I'll put it into high risk. I'll, I'll get it matched and like, I'll just leave it. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, the best thing is to actually just figure out how to organize your money in a way where you're spending less than you make. Um, and you're kind of preparing at least a little bit mm-hmm. for the future because, um, I mean, we just went through a financial crisis yeah but financial crises happen all the time in people's lives whether it's they get sick or they can't work um family something happens with their family and again they're not working what whatever the case like we life is uncertain we can hit financial crises at any time yeah um and so you need to preparing for that is is important is and there so, like a rule of thumb for preparing or like how do you prepare? is that just like uh have a savings account like for emergencies or or what are what are i mean that's a that's that? a good start but yeah like i mean i think of three i think of five things that people can do easily um or or maybe not easily it's not easy it's simple though five mm-hmm. five steps to at least have some sort of um organized finances the first mm-hmm. is as i said spend less than you make Second is to avoid debt. Um, if you spend less than you make, you're not going to get into debt. Um, yeah. But even so, um, don't don't save and then go into debt at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, um, build margin. So that's like your emergency savings, I guess, okay. or anything. Just build margin so that you are uh, you are prepared for any emergency or an opportunity that comes. Mm-hmm. Because when you have money, you also have the ability to take advantage of opportunities, right. whether that's giving opportunities to support someone you care about or business opportunities or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. It's, um, and then try giving. I think it's really good. First of all, I think we're called to do it. And secondly, yeah. it, it literally gives us the same response in our body as eating chocolate, having candy, having sex. It, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it re- our body responds the same way to giving mm. um, intentionally yeah. as as those types of things. It, Everyone's like, "Great, I'm gonna try that." Yeah. Now. <laughs> so there's there's positive things for us also yeah. that come from giving. So giving is really really great. Um, and then think long term. Um, mm. And if you can if you can start thinking, okay, what do I want to be doing five years from now, or or um, or do I have goals five mm. years, ten years? Um, it helps you make wiser decisions now. Hmm. If you have yeah. those things in, in the forefront, because you, know you need to actually towards. prepare for them, right? Yeah. Um, and I guess finally, just watch your, I call them stealth purchases. It's like mm-hmm. those things under 20 bucks that like driving home from a late night at work or evening class, stop off in the McDonald's parking lot mm-hmm. or the coffee in the morning uh, at Starbucks or wherever it may be. Um, if you actually pay attention to those and like track them, they're probably through the roof on, on they build up so fast, they build up so fast <laughs> yeah. but they're so small so that they, you don't notice them coming right off. you're like oh so it's five bucks, you don't think they're impacting bucks. your yeah. relationship i mean your yeah your, your finances yeah. exactly because it's so small mm-hmm. and then you add them up and you're like oh man i just spent six hundred dollars on mcdonald's and starbucks and uh glass of wine with friends or whatever yeah. it is so 
Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So if you were to have like one thing to challenge or encourage our young adults with, what would you say? Oh. I think the biggest thing is just like take take your income somewhat seriously. Hmm. Uh, that's that's honestly it. It's it's so easy to so just simple, we have so yeah we have income yeah. and then or we and we get money and we just spend it. But like that's a gift from God, mm-hmm. and it's our responsibility to steward it well. Um, yeah. And are we stewarding it well? And and it doesn't mean you have to necessarily be giving a ton or or saving a ton right at this moment because God's also given you passions and mm-hmm. values and your own personal goals that that money is there to be funded with but take yeah. it seriously like yeah. look at it and be how can i use this really really well to live a life that i feel i'm proud of and um that will help me reach those god-given goals mm-hmm. and stuff so oh, that's so good thank yeah. you so much for joining us to talk about this i know we were saying before that's like people don't like talking about money but it's such an important conversation to have because if we don't talk about it that's where we get to five, yeah. 10 years down the road and we're like, where did all my money go? Yeah. So thank you so much for being a part of this. You bet. Um, yeah, it was, it was a pleasure. It was definitely a pleasure. If um, I understand the whole um, challenge with um, not having support and accountability, because mm-hmm. that's a big thing when it comes to trying to organize your money. Yeah. So and other um, young adults are not very good at keeping adults, young adults accountable. No, because you guys are all dealing with yeah. the same stuff. You're all dealing with the same yeah. stuff. Um, and the same pressures and and I, I mean I am still I'm still dealing with all of that I still want to go out and eat, eat out all the time yeah um, and uh, I really wish I could change my wardrobe you know like <laughs> I, I wish I could spend more money on clothes too I, yeah. I get that but um, so like give me a shout I'm, I'm happy to help walk people through that as well. Awesome. Because sometimes and how do we you need, contact you? Uh, Brendan P. Nope, not Brendan Peters. Brendan at freshgroundfinancial.ca. Great. Or we'll get that posted too. I could throw my phone number out there. We'll start with email. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. We're going to just like be bombarded with yeah. text. No, it doesn't email matter to me. Yeah, I'm Awesome. Good we'll yeah. make sure that all of our young adults get that. So thank you so much. You bet. I really love what Brendan said about taking our finances seriously. You know, there's a Chinese proverb that says, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, but the second best time is today. And I think that's the same with our finances. It's like, yeah, we might be in debt. We might have crazy student loans. We might have no idea what we're doing with our finances. And we should have started when we were so much younger. But the next best time to start is just right now. And so uh, here's some resources that you can look into that are completely free that might just help you along on your journey. One of them is a podcast. It's the Ramsey Network. Dave Ramsey is this incredible financial advisor. He's a Christian and he um, takes people through how to get from being in a ton of debt to just being completely free of debt and having financial peace. And so you can look up his podcast on the Ramsey Network. Um, a second thing is an app. There is this app called Mint. Oh my goodness, I love this app so much. I'm not even getting any money for saying how much I love this app, but I think it's so great. Um, it connects right to your bank account. You can set how much money you wanna spend in each category of your life, and then it keeps you accountable. Uh, it's just a really great tool you can have right on your phone, and it will send you notifications of, you spent way too much money on clothes this week. Um, cut back a little bit. And so that's just a really great tool. And then of course, you can connect with Brendan at Brendan 
at freshgroundfinancial.ca or find him on Instagram, Brendan Peters Financial. Uh, and he would just love to connect with you and help you out. Guys, let's take this seriously. Let's take what God has given us, all the resources that he's given us. Let's take it seriously. Let's be generous. Let's be a generation that just becomes really smart and healthy with our money.